Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. We are live with the Next Level Show. We are back in action to drop you some fitness knowledge so you guys can continue to prove you're alive. Before we get into the episode, if you didn't know already, Mike does a fantastic job at doing the show notes. So you guys skip ahead and kind of save certain parts of the episode that you find most helpful and most interesting or parts that you just kind of want to share with someone. That's why we have them there that we can navigate and know exactly what we're going to cover in this episode. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm actually not doing bad. I, I, you, we were just talking off air and you're a little sleepy, busy, going crazy, but I was like that yesterday. So luckily we didn't have to record. Today, I feel so, a lot better, and I only have one cup of coffee as of yet. Those are rookie numbers, bro. I'm shooting I'm, I'm shooting maybe three, 400 milligrams of caffeine by noon easily. But how, um, how did you start your day? I start my day at about 3.30, 3.45, preferably in a perfect scenario. This sounds awful to say. In a perfect scenario, I wake up, I chug some coffee, and then I get curled up on the couch and I take a little nap. As weird as that sounds. Um, Sometimes. Mostly I wake up because if I don't, the dog will make some noise and that'll wake up the baby. And then we lose time with the baby or without the baby or whatever. Realistically, though, I'm just so fucking drained in the morning. (laughs) I take no, a little micro nap before the ca- the caffeine kicks in and then I start the day. But I mean, it's 1245 right now. Uh, I, I already have my eight hours of standing as per my Apple watch. And that's every day, um, except for the weekends. Because my day, I mean, I start at five, five clients at 5am every single day. So mm-hmm. I'm on my feet moving. And then, you know, on the flip side, I'm already home. My day is done. I've worked eight hours. Well, seven hours. Does this count as work? Uh, technically, right I mean, we, technically we are uh, speaking about what we do for work. You know, yeah. we are coaching kind of, you know, with this podcast, it's information, yeah. fitness stuff that we would actually converse with real clients on a day-to-day basis. Just obviously it's not as individualized because we are speaking to just general uh, person listening and you're your situation might be slightly different than X client that we are referring to, or we're using different examples from all the scenarios that we've experienced up to this point in our career. So yeah, kind of it's technically work. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm working right now. Uh, I got one more client. Uh, my regional PT manager is in town right now. So I'm going to go back to the gym. Uh, I'm probably going to take a little, a little nappy nap uh, after we record this. And then I'm going to go to the gym, talk to the regional and then I'm going to train my client and then I'm going to come home. Um, and then my day's done. Jen's off today. So who the fuck knows what we're going to get into? Probably nothing because we're both tired all the time. I feel. Yeah. But now, that depends on Oliver. It's funny because I'm looking like I'm as I'm like, we're doing this video chat. Um, I'm also looking at the background of my room. that's different. You know, it, it, obviously, like you had the pads and everything around the room. I'm, I'm, I have the pads put away the soundproof pads or like the studio pads, phone yeah. pads, whatever. So I want to kind of set them up about the wall behind me and maybe above my bed 
or on the wall that's right here. It's just that you, just so you say more visually appealing, it looks more like a studio-ish. Obviously, my bed helps a lot with the sound. Yeah. To keep in the carpet in the room does a good job as well. But I still want to put them up. And I'm trying to like, as I'm like, we're doing this, I'm looking and I'm like, it looks so empty. We need to do, we need to do something about that. Um, but anywho, um, interesting stuff, right? So we've been like kind of working nonstop. Obviously we have one of our hosters missing, but like, I think that overall these last couple episodes, re- regardless if you're here or not have been doing really good. I think the, the quality has been good. Not only that, the information has been fantastic. I've been getting a lot of good feedback from the podcast. So for anyone that's listening, we appreciate you guys sending us that information. We have one of my clients that always like supports the show on all platforms. So he's always kind of, we, I call it, we, I call him um, quality control and he lets us know where we're dropping the ball on anything. So I always appreciate the feedback, but other people just tuning in that people I didn't even know were listening. So it's pretty cool that even though, um, we haven't been able to really sync our times right now. I think we're doing pretty good for overall. We're adapting, right? We're just, all we do is just keep going. That's all we got to do. So basically what I'm gathering from what you just said is that we are doing better without Gabe. Is that basically <laughs> what you said, or am I putting words in your mouth? You're putting words in my mouth, douche. And he's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> I just realized uh, two things. I still have my name tag on uh, right there. Boom. In case you didn't know my name. Um, and also, uh, since Gabe's not here, I'll tell him through the podcast, he's going to have to listen to the podcast in order to hear this. I used one of his tips today about lap mm-hmm. pull downs and pulling the bar down and then getting that extra little extension out of your chest to get that last little oomph. I used that, uh, that little trick today. Um, and I thought of him while I was with my client. Mm. So thank you, Gabe. Shout out to Gabe. We miss him. Yep. We gotta go. We gotta get him back because he's the one that kind of fills us in with the what's going on in all the universes, DC and Marvel, mainly Marvel. But he fills Bro. us in with all the deets. Have you heard of or seen it listed? Squid Game. Yes, I have. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. It's really fucking good. I heard it's good. Then I also heard people that the ending sucked. Um, oh no does it i heard i hope it doesn't so i it, this is like i'm getting the same impression with like the 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 people posting about it like with tiger king like the hype around the show and i never watched tiger king i never ended up watching it just because it's like i heard it's just it's good it's entertaining but it's stupid at the same time I heard the writing sucks. I mean, for the Squid Game, I heard the writing is awful. Like, it took this guy like almost ten years to get this on, <laughs> you know. And they're and they're praising him. I mean, good for him. I mean, the guy got his project finally like realized, and like it's on Netflix, a big platform, and a lot of people are watching it now. But it, I I just heard that the writing's like, eh, and it's not that great. But I may give it a shot. I could be wrong. I'm 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 proven wrong on this. I'm watching it in Korean, mm. so with subtitles. Um, it kind of gets the same effect from like watching an anime in Japanese where you're reading it through subtitles. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not getting the full emotional 
impact since you're reading it on the screen. It's the same thing as reading an emotional text message from somebody as, as opposed to having like an emotional conversation with somebody. So I can kind of see where that argument could be made, but I, I feel that if you were Korean and watching this in Korea, maybe you would be getting a different reaction from it, hearing the words and the emotion. Cause obviously it's just, it's just, a foreign language to you to your ears and you're reading whatever it means in english through a translation so i kind of get that but i think it's an entertaining concept and i mean it's a very straightforward concept it can only go in one direction given the rules of the game so the ending so far i'm i don't know how many episodes i have left it's predictable but it is kind of predictable by nature of what it is so mm-hmm. I like it. It's entertaining. Um, and it's a new, interesting concept, at least to me. So I like it. Yeah. The only thing I'm actually interested in, well, I got super excited just to see was the teaser for the new, for like the prequel to Game of Thrones. I have yet to watch that. My Man. mom told me about it and Dude, I was like, watch it. Dang. Yeah. It looks, it looks awesome. And I, I, know, almost... I, I think Gabe hasn't watched Game of Thrones. So, I mean, only us, we really like can speak in depth on it, but, um, it looks badass, dude. It made it, the joke was it made everyone forget of the season finale of Game of Thrones. That's Never the joke forget. with the. <laughs> I know it's kind of hard, like to get not fully forgive them, but hopefully with this new project, man, it, it just turns into something super well, amazing as well. And we have the benefit. I'm like 95 percent sure. I really hope that Tweedledee and Tweedledum aren't associated with this project. I don't mm-hmm. think they are. If they were, I'm pretty sure Reddit would have let me know by now, but I'm pretty sure they're not. So mm. that gives me hope. They're the ones also, that finished the show, right? Yeah, they're the ones who took the show through the whole thing, which mm. is fine. Seasons one through like five or six ish, depending on the person that you're talking to. It's just the ending because they came up with the ending themselves. Mm. And that's where shit they dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We also that's have. The Witcher season two coming out relatively yes. soon for anime fans. We also have Demon Slayer season two, which I'm so fucking excited about. That's like December. <laughs> um, there's like a ton of stuff coming out soon. And then we got the Eternals coming out at the end of the year, too. It's like Eternals. It's I have to go. I have to, to go watch. see the new Venom movie on theaters. I'm going to go watch that soon. Yeah, um, I do got to see Tom Hardy just killing it with his character. I think he did a fantastic job. My a lot of people may have disliked it. I think I think you're dumb, but that's just me. And well, the, for people, I've actually watched the seasons of you. It's a little I okay. kind of interested to see where they take it on this third season. I thought the first season was brilliant, brilliantly um, written. Season three come out soon. The 15th next week. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, Jen, be excited right. about it's, that. It's right here, and I know Stranger Things 2022 is coming out. Um, I'm excited for that. Stranger Things is also one of my top favorite shows. I just like it. I think the whole concept of the that retro 80s vibe is it's what makes it so entertaining. Because if you really analyze what we're going through, as far as like people, the way they're dressing and certain styles always kind of circulate back. Yep, it's giving me that really retro-ish, like 80s style vibe. So it's interesting. It's just, I don't know. It gives me that cool. Love the production. I love the characters. I love the concept. I love the, the soundtrack of certain. Also, if, I, if a show has a good soundtrack, I'm kind, I'm more inclined 
Oh yeah. To, to watch it. I don't know. It's something about music that dude, it just syncs everything up. Really, The, the freaking game of Thrones soundtrack is badass, dude. It's just, you can put that shit to go to sleep and you just hear it in the background. It's just so calming, but anywho, should we get back into some useful stuff for our listeners before we like lost everyone? Um, I don't, think we, I don't think we lost anybody. I do have one quick little um, announcement to make in that regard, as far as retro fashion goes. Uh, the mullet is officially back. Um, I don't know if you have I seen noticed. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the gym in the afternoons when all the youngins are there, there's fucking mullets everywhere. Yeah. And I am so excited (laughs) (laughs) i love seeing it dude there's there's one instagram or like tiktok guy that i follow his videos just because they're just silly and like there's some people i follow just because of the entertainment purposes forget his name i think his his name is max something max lifts or something and he he looks exactly like the guy in stranger things the, the 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 brother with the mullet and he like smokes cigarettes and he's hitting on the mom oh yeah yeah. Oh, dude, he, I, I'm going to send it to you on DM. It's so it's a short little like three second clip, but it's so funny the way this guy literally like looks very identical to this guy. It's just hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I know a couple of people that are doing the mullet style haircut. I, I bro, to be honest, I did that style ish. Um, it was like in 22, 2007 ish to 2010. I had that style. I was a soccer player. That was just kind of the thing in soccer. Like that was all kids kind of had started getting identical cuts. I started doing it when there was not me and another friend of mine. We had it and not many people in our school had it. But in Colombia, I'll be honest, that thing has always existed. That cut for some reason has always been around. So what you'll see, though, are kind of more of the hoodlums, like the people that like are like, you know, young, like people just causing trouble and like you can just tell they're like they're like yeah, they're they're troubles on people right they're hoodlums and like they 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 rock that and that's how you identify like oh this dude's like he probably gonna rob me type thing like <laughs> is that stereotype with that haircut so it's been around in europe too and people europeans have always kind of maintained that style in certain parts i feel just at looking at it from the styles if you watch movies you watch shows it still floats it's just now in america i think we're getting we're adopting it again we're just the everyday person is like i'm gonna pull the mullet again and we'll see what the the next uh couple months and the years look like yeah uh i missed that boat um although i guess <laughs> with balding you're actually better off with a mullet i don't know maybe i'll maybe mm. i'll bust one out who knows it'll take me a while It'll probably not be in fashion anymore by the time I could grow it. Mike, I love you, but never do that, please. No, I'll stay bald with a big beard. I'm, I'm happy yeah, with that. Your beard is everything right now. It's like it's giving you life. And you're right in time for freaking almost Christmas coming around the corner. You can dye it white, bro. I don't know or just if like I would or, dye it. Not dye it, but like do something where it makes it look like a, more gray. Yeah, I want it to be more gray. I'm actually on the right track. I'm getting more and more every day. Just from the stress and anxiety, baby. This is a a perfect segue into what this episode is. So we have, uh, we're going to be talking, we're going to be covering a first part just briefly. We're going to be covering self-care and then we're going to also add a different, uh, an additional topic to support this in a way. 
that I, I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm trying to think like, what else can we add here? Exercise selection. We're going to cover first self-care. It's going to kind of trickle its way into exercise selection. And we're going to kind of explain the reasoning as why this is even relevant or why it should even be something that you should care about. Right. In the name self-care It's for yourself. It's literally the, the thought process, the concept of literally taking care of yourself. You only have one body. You, uh, should do the most to to make sure that it, it, you preserve yourself to navigate through life, to get through things, to be strong, to be healthy. Uh, obviously, big thing. I know it's very uh, sensitive for some people and maybe for not so others, but it's like the whole COVID situation. Like you want to, you never know when something like this, this craziness happens. The only thing you can do, you can't control what, what comes about in life, but just make sure that your body's in the best health that it can be. Um, and you're going to have to follow some of these steps here. And it's going to give you more of a fighting chance. In my opinion, obviously there's medicine and everything else. That's a whole other uh, thing that's out of our expertise, but things that you can do, everyone can do on a day to day is have some form of self-care. And first things first that pops up on our list is going to be giving yourself the time to actually take care of yourself because I know many of you are probably a victim to this. I have been as well. We have allowed this to happen. I'm going to switch that word victim. We have allowed it to happen. And it's just allowing everything else to take precedent in our, in our, with our time versus scheduling segments in each day or in during the week that we dedicate to our, our personal well-being. And this is like, this is going to be a little bit outside of just working out, but this is also time like we're going to, you know, cover, you know, is, is time to think time to let your brain just process things, not being on your phone, not staring at a computer, just time to sit there and like five to 15 minutes of just quiet time that can, I know that you don't even need to necessarily power nap, but just sitting with your eyes closed in a quiet room, just laying down on your back or sitting you feel almost a little bit of that boost of energy and that mental clarity kick in. So I think just really, even to the smallest degree, that can be a form of self-care. I'll let Mike kind of chime in here. Yeah. And I will say, if you have children, uh, if you are a manager or a boss uh, responsible for others in any way, shape or form, this is like your worst quality without even meeting you, without even knowing anything about you. I know that you don't care for yourself enough because I've spoken to, I don't know, 200 people in the last couple of months. And that is the number one thing for parents is you don't have any time for yourself. Way back before you had kids, you were in shape. You were taking care of yourself. Everything was good. And then you have kids and you're just slowly sliding down the priority list. And then you become more and more responsible at work. You have people under you that you have to worry about and care for and do whatever. Slowly lower and lower and lower on the priority list. And now it's time to insert yourself back up there near the top. It doesn't have to be number one. I get that. I'll never be number one on my priority list ever again. But I'm also dealing with this on a personal level where I have like, I was just, <laughs> I was just talking to my manager about this earlier. I have like 35 clients right now, which is an insane number for me to think about and say out loud. I also have a child. I also have a girlfriend. Um, I am not at the top of my own priority list right now. And like I said, I never will be, but this is also something that I need to get back on top of. And I am feeling the effects of being less cared for in my own personal way of self-care and the 
time that I used to set aside for myself, I'm no longer doing because my schedule's been so hectic, which it's calming down, but it does make a really big difference. And the biggest thing that most people struggle with is that you don't realize how big of a difference it makes because it's been so long since you've had time to sit there and give a shit about yourself. As soon as you set aside, you know, five, 10 minutes to close your eyes in a, in a corner, just take some time for yourself or schedule a workout or take time out to, you know, go and have yourself like a nice meal or whatever, just have you time. You forget how nice it is to just sit there and focus on yourself and be concerned with just yourself for just that little bit of time, be selfish for a little bit. It makes a huge difference and it makes you better at all of the other parts that you have to care about. It makes you a better parent, makes you a better boss, makes you healthier long-term. I mean, there's so many good reasons to go about doing this. And again, I'm saying this from somebody that's not actively doing it. So bit of a hypocrite, but also I'm working on it as well. So, um, we've covered that though. I want to make a quick uh, a point here is that we've covered this about the, you know, our priority triangle. We yeah. have, you know, our, our fit physical fitness, um, our like our health, we have business, a career, job, et cetera, that can be on one point of the triangle. And then we also have the family, friends, and loved ones on the other one. Typically, like it was more family and then like friends and all this stuff, but it's mostly your immediate family is there as well. And sometimes it's going gonna, it's gonna to be moving from point to point. You're never going to be completely balanced. You can. It's not impossible, but it's really rare that you stay in that perfectly balanced place for very long. Typically, something starts to kind of pull um, not saying one is going to be uh, best all the time. I mean, there's going to be moments that you unfortunately have to make decisions that you're going to have to prioritize different things. Now, I do agree with, I, I agree and I disagree slightly. And it, I think it's just the wording. I don't, I'd agree with, I know where you're coming from. It's the, the where you say, um, I will never be the top of my priority list ever again. I think it's not what you mean is that you'll, you have your son, you have your, uh, your girlfriend that you love them and you would do anything for. I think what I'm, what I want to make a point for people is that you, you do have to be to an extent in most cases, a, a part of yourself. My view on it is if you can be at your absolute best, you then are as a result being a better for the, the people you care most for. Um, if you're super run down, super tired, super irritable, then you're just going to, you're not going to be the best mic for, for Jen, for how you see Bailey in the back. Yes. Yeah, so rough lined up. <laughs> She's just frustrated. She's like, hey, prioritize me. Um, yeah. But <laughs> that's all she wants. But, um, but you're, but it's not about being necessarily selfish with the negative connotation that the word has is about being like, you know, I'm going to prioritize a little bit of time for me, for my brain. So I can then recharge, go back into it and then be able to then be my best version of my, be, be the best dad, be the best man uh, for my woman and take care of the house and, and then continue to be, you know, fuel my clients, et cetera. So it's like, I think that to an extent, I know that the word, you know, Hey, you have to be selfish always kind of follows up naturally with something negative. I it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. I understand though, what you're saying when you say it. So, but I think there's extreme value um, for, let's say a mother, that's a single mom that's, you know, busting her butt to take care of her kids. And she maybe not as has the extra hand, you know, for help her working out, being in shape, being healthy and not com com competing wise, but just healthy overall is going to make her as a result, be a better mom. It's going to help her be yeah. able to have more energy to, to, to handle whatever she has to do. 
And I think there's going to be multiple factors here. It's going to be literally prioritizing organization, making blocks of time, making a list if you really have a lot of to do's, kind of organizing it throughout the week so it doesn't become this overwhelming ball of just crap that you got to do. And it just feels like it's never ending. You probably will never get done. But as long as you're kind of making some points to take care of and handle things, I think that it can help a lot of people that, you know, have a lot on their plate and they can't prioritize a six pack is not what we're saying about when you talk about self-care. Um, but it's just obviously becoming aware of these things and, and taking some steps. Yeah, I guess it kind of becomes, you got me thinking about it. Yeah, a very good point. And I do kind of redact some of the it, reading in between the lines of what I've said, but it does. And I hate to pull this card, but it, I guess as a parent, your priority number one is pretty much automatically occupied in your brain. Even if you mm -hmm. are putting yourself at the forefront and with those ideas and concepts in your brain of like, I'm going to take care of myself so that I can better care for my child, better care for my spouse, significant other, whatever, be better at my job. All of those kind of, are your priorities, but also caring for yourself becomes a priority so that you can be better at your other priorities and all that kind of thing. So maybe we'll just be happy compromise and say, be in your own top five. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then well, what yeah. makes me think of uh, Ben Pakulski's, uh episode. I mean, I know he has a family as well, and he made a point that obviously there's certain values. Uh, I think they, it's your, your, your categorizing them in the priorities, but they're actually your, your core values is like your, your son is like your, in your, in your, in your family, your immediate family, Jen and your son are going to be, I think, top value for you in your life yeah. is like what you're busting your butt for. Right. If not, you wouldn't need to kill yourself every day working the amount that you do and, and do yeah. the stuff that you need to do. Um, sure. There's a driving, there's a driving factor. So yeah, no, well, I mean, however you want to put it, I just want to make it a, a, for the audience here is not uh, thinking. I know some people won't say certain things because it makes them feel guilty, not you, but other people, but it's being okay with, Hey, like it's okay to separate 30 minutes for yourself to work out two to three times a week. Um, it's only 30 minutes out of the rest of the hours that you have through a week to handle things. And it, as a result, you're going to get so much out of that, that it's going to bleed into being the better partner, being the better spouse, being the better, uh, whatever you do work-wise. Um, like I said, it's not about going to the extreme on this one, because it's not saying like, if you're a person, you got a body build and you, the, where the, your career is all that, and you're going to be on a very like extreme side of the spectrum. Um, but we're talking about overall health. It's not about the extreme. You're not, you're probably, I'll be frank, frank with people. You're not going to be the most aesthetically perfect person. You just won't because there's obviously a lot of other components that come into being to looking a particular way. But if you can handle like the, the big rocks, um, you're going to be okay there. But um, the next point that we can kind of cover is going to be uh, hygiene and proper nutrition and sleep. I'm going to just kind of label those as point number two, hygiene, proper nutrition, and sleep. Um, hygiene, I, I, I know Gabe will appreciate this because we've talked about this. Like, you don't want to be a, a smelly ass or a stinky, uh, what is it? What does he say? Like a, a stinky ass or whatever. Yeah, like, don't be a stinky ass. Um, you want to be being clean and taking the time to like and, 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 and do certain things. Showering is basic, obviously, brushing your teeth, uh, maybe a, a very minimal, like for a dude, like a very minimal skincare routine. I mean, basically, we just grab a bar of soap and just do everything with that. And we just we're perfectly fine, right? We don't have to spend that much money. <laughs> but what no, like I just, I know. Right? 
<laughs> but like, it's like little things. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, I have to be honest, I do have like certain scrubbers and stuff just to kind of keep myself feeling good. And that's just because I had a dermatologist as a client or a, cl- a client that he was the son of a dermatologist. And he's like, dude, you got to be doing this. I'm oh, like, what? yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. B- blew my mind. I didn't know, had no idea. I literally just grabbed the soap from the, the bar of soap and just, and I was wondering why my skin was drying out so much, but there it goes, it goes, <laughs> there's a reason for it, I guess there's science in there too, but no, it just, it doesn't have to be as extreme. It's just little things to one, keep yourself uh, feeling good because if you feel good, if you, there's a very different feeling for me personally, when I roll, I have to roll out of bed and I, I just brush my teeth and I just go into what I got to do versus when I do that, brush my teeth. But then I, I get to shower and stuff and get, I feel fresh. I feel good. I feel mentally clear. I feel professional because obviously I'm dealing with people when I'm running a business. I, I feel that if you, it's not, it's like, I think it's been proven too. Like if you, if you, if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, yeah. you typically want to perform and you're more motivated to do things. So I think hygiene in that regard is pretty good. The second point is going to be just proper nutrition. Obviously we, we're not going to go into super depth here, but making sure you're not eating just fast food for every meal, every single day, prioritizing, maybe cooking some meals or having some type of meal prep service that gets delivered some higher quality foods that you're going to have more balanced nutrition, primarily, hopefully less processed whole foods and less packaged fried fast food options. And then the last point we'll cover all these a little bit more in depth, but will be sleep. Obviously we know that sleep is going to be huge because if you're tired, you're mentally you're foggy, you're groggy, you're irritable, you're less likely to be motivated to do things. And that kind of falls into that, um, kind of the first point, but sleep is such a critical component. Obviously, you know, Mike, the lack of sleep is, you know, you've been going through it for almost a year now and it's, it changed, it changes everything. Cause I know you, when you're fully rested and you were like, got to, you know, prioritize the good sleep, the, 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 the free time, right. Just yep. to kind of take care of yourself in that regard, which is for resting. It makes a big difference. It, it, you are a completely different human being. And I know from personal experience myself, I'm uh, not that nice when I'm super tired for a long period of time. Oh yeah. I mean, to, to compare, I mean, take, take a super healthy and happy person, take sleep out of their life, but they're not going to be a super healthy and happy person anymore. They're going to look like shit real fucking quick. That is probably the most important and pun intended slept on component uh, for being a, a, a functional human. But um, we kind of talked about that in a, a prior episode about the importance of sleep. I don't feel like we need to, hone in on that too much and, and for the people that don't know we do have a full episode on the signs and some from a professional yeah. sleep doctor uh, doc, uh dr amy bender right Bender's yes last name. the sleep bender the sleep bender <laughs> the last sleep bender <laughs> um <laughs> so she does a fantastic job breaking everything down still to one of these days one of my most uh loved episodes that i you know i feel like i can if i can listen to it again it's like I'm gaining so much uh, clarity and, and wisdom back on that because it's a, it's a topic that I've always been super interested in. Yeah. And then, you know, hygiene goes along with, I mean, you know, even taking time out for yourself, you know, just that five or 10 minutes it takes you to shower. That's alone time for you unless you're uh, with a kid that can walk. Um, but that will give you time to kind of care about your appearance, your your presentation if you've ever been around somebody with really bad body odor 
that's the first thing you experience from that person. And then that's really hard to kind of get away from, especially if they have bad breath. If, the, if, you've, if you've ever spotted somebody on bench press and they have terrible breath, there's no escaping that until you leave the, the area, basically. And that's what right. other people are experiencing around you if you're a stinky ass. So, you know, <laughs> that's kind that- of like a first impression type thing. And what I wanted to say there is that I think that, and you know, when you're not clean for the most part, like some people oh, yeah. are, it seems like they're oblivious to it, but you know, when you're not clean, when you know, you haven't showered, you haven't been able to brush your teeth and you can, you can sense it on yourself. So I, there on its own, it makes you self-conscious about many things. And uh, like I said, if you feel good, you, you're clean, you just feel better. And you just, in the way you move, the way you are, it just, it changes. Yeah, well, and it's, it also kind of goes along with like the whole the, the, the presentation of you as a person. I mean, if you don't give a shit and you're not showering, you're not taking care of your teeth or anything like that, like that's how the world is going to perceive you. Like here's a person that just doesn't give a shit. They smell and their teeth are brown and gross and whatever. Um, and nutrition kind of ties into this too. If you eat like shit, you're probably going to feel like shit too. And again, going back to that whole living the life. If you have been eating like shit for a long time, this is just how you feel. It's what you're used to. And you don't realize mm-hmm. it's any different from eating, uh, you know, balanced fruits and vegetables and meat and, you know, food that you prepared yourself. You don't realize how good you feel eating natural foods, drinking lots of water until you do it for a while. And then you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize I was supposed to feel like this, this whole time and how much it really bogs you down. And that kind of just creates this, this perpetual cycle of like not really feeling good and not caring for yourself and so on and so forth. It, it becomes this, this uh, perpetual motion machine of sorts. Mm-hmm. No, a hundred percent, man. And I just wanted to kind of give a quick tip because I know a lot of people are thinking, well, I don't have time for barely anything. Like you said, if you have children that can walk and are still not independent where you feel comfortable, it's almost like you're, you're bathing and they're in there too, or they're right there. And it's just very hard for you to kind of get that escape even for five minutes. Um, when it comes to that, I mean, and I still believe there's solutions. I try to always look for solutions, even for my busy people. Cause I deal with a lot of like high level people, business people, uh, professionals, and people that have families or single mothers. So my thing is always, uh, how can we, can we make this possible for you in, in a simple way versus like, where you are not spending so many additional time or extra steps. There's this big misconception that a lot of these things take a lot of time. And just a quick thing. I mean, obviously a shower, be a fit. You're in there. You're not just like standing under the water, but outside of that, right. When it comes to just even, I know a big thing for a lot of my single moms out there when I train them is that they feel that they can never, they don't look as good as they did before the kid or be back in the day. They don't feel confident. And I know it's a lot of times they're wearing like just baggy clothing and then just wearing the yoga pants all the time, which I think that these things are not necessarily a bad thing, but I will say this, um, even for my guys, this can kind of be for both is you got to pick, you know, simple, simple, nice clothing, decent quality. doesn't have to be very expensive. Top of the, top of the line or flashy stuff. I I'm a person that I, I get compliments from either clients and people around me that like, you always look it's, it's random too. It's like, and I appreciate the compliment always it's like you feel, I, you always dress very nice is what they say. You look always very well presented and it, my clothes is very plain. I mean, I wear 
kind of the same colors and I wear the same shorts every week. It's just that I pick stuff that I feel looks good on me. That's a, the, the big thing is obviously clothing that fits you properly. And then pick simple colors that you can mix match and you you have the kind of the same outfits that you're going to rock like every single week. I don't have that much clothes. I, I kind of am a, a little bit of a minimalist, but I do believe in having nice colors, neutral colors, easier to match um, clothing that fits you. You don't have to be, it doesn't have to be anything flamboyant. You don't have to be super in tune with fashion. It's just basic stuff that just fits you. It can make you feel a lot better when you have a t-shirt that fits you properly or a pair of pants that don't have stains on them and, or just fits you, uh, like I said, properly and just decent colors that are easy to hide <laughs> if there is a stain. So it's just little things like that, that I've, I've been able to even just advise uh, everyday people, people I work with um, that it just, it makes a difference for me. And I know I can make probably a difference for you, the listeners. Dress, dress like you're going to Target, right? Don't don't dress like you're going to Walmart. There you go. Or seven. That's a, that's a, that's a good metric. <laughs> and I think that the last point here is to focus on looking at exercise. And we talked, we covered this at the little beginning, briefed over it. Looking at exercise as a tool to improve yourself. You know, um, this can be from a strength component. This can be from an aesthetic component. This can be just from an overall health component. All these things are extremely valid and use exercise according to what your goals are. For most of the people that are listening that are busy people that are maybe struggling, it's going to be just to be healthier and function better as a person. That way you can handle your other priorities well and be effective at it and, and, and still feel like you have some in the tank at times, like most of the times you're not just a, a zombie. Right. Um, but if you're someone that, you know, don't, doesn't have that much on their plate, looking at exercise as a tool is still going to be a component because you're not just exercising out of just like, I hate the, I hate myself. I'm disgusting. I'm going to do all the extreme stuff to get myself there. You look at exercise as a tool to empower you to actually be able to take control of something. I'm, it's tangible. It's right here. My body is able to do these things and I'm going to get better at them. And as a result, you are going to get so many more benefits from it and you're going to feel better. You're, you're, this is a form of self-care working out. I made a quote a while ago, working out when you don't feel like it, when you're tired and you hate it is a ultimate express one of the most ultimate expressions of self-care because you're doing something out of discipline out of you knowing that there it's not in the moment you feel great but it's because the benefits come after and that's a very powerful thing i want to kind of leave my personal two cents on that particular point mike yeah it's that it's that long-term investment you're absolutely right and then you know coming in to the gym or going into the gym i'm not in, I'm not in the gym right now in case you noticed um going in and in kind of intentionally struggling um especially on those days where you don't want to, it, it makes the unintentional struggles that come up through life a little bit easier to deal with. Um, it's, it's a, it's a form of stress. It's a self-induced stress of sorts um, that yields you some long-term benefits. But when those um, unintended forms of stress come in, your body's a little bit better at handling it. Um, thanks to exercise. And I'm speaking from um, self-experience with that. And anybody that, you know, has gone through the process, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's just, I don't have any science-based facts to throw at you that back up what I'm saying, but if, um, if you know, you know, kind of thing, I guess, but there was another component that I was going to talk about on this. Um, oh, you have, uh, I think I, I just looked it up. It's like 10,080 minutes out of the week, seven days. I don't know how many minutes that is per day, but mm -hmm. um, if you're working out three times a week for 30 minutes each, that's 90 minutes out of the week. You still have almost 10,000 minutes 
available to you. I don't know how many of that goes to sleep and whatever else, but it's not going to take you that much time to get a good quality workout in and kind of go to the exercise selection part a little bit. I mean, if you're spending your time, those 90 minutes out of the week on good quality movement, that's going to benefit you and get the most bang for your buck, then you really don't need too much more than that. I mean, you can get pretty good results with 90 minutes a week. Um, and that being said, that leaves you with a whole lot of time that you can devote to being a parent, being a boss, being a spouse, all these other things that you have to go and do comparatively, you know, having the other 10,000 minutes available, that 90 minute isn't really a big ask over the course of seven days. I think that's super reasonable, especially if you look at it that way. Absolutely. No, I agree. Uh hundred percent with that. And I love that you brought that up because it's something that we've discussed on other episodes as well. And just conversations that we have to have with our, with our, with our clients. So absolutely. Um, I think the other, just to kind of segue into the last portion of this, of uh, the exercise selection. Now we kind of covered the first things about self-care. Now we're going, we're working on exercise selection. This is just the question that I get asked. Um, and I, I think it kind of works well with this topic. It's, uh, Besides just working out, obviously, if you can do something, it's better than nothing. But when it comes to exercise, I know a lot of why a lot of people struggle even just with working out is because they don't know what exercise to pick um, when it comes to working out or their routine, especially if they're doing it all on their own. I highly recommend you hiring someone that can help you um, and, and that you can learn as a, as a result of following good programs. That's just my personal opinion. I think it's a good investment in anyone that's doing this. But if you don't, uh, understanding kind of like what the purpose of why you're picking X exercise. And we're not going to cover in depth, like every single exercise and what it does, but the reasoning behind picking exercises, um, that are hard. Like I know the barbell squat, the deadlift, the barbell bench and certain movements get a bad rap in like specific camps that they don't, they're not effective at building muscle, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I can anecdotally speak that it's, I don't fully agree with that. I understand the context of the conversation. So I want to clarify, I do think that some people do better with different exercises that I, I understand that for some clients, certain exercises are just very hard. It just doesn't fit their structure well. And it takes a lot of work. Now I won't just completely dismiss this as like, if you're someone that struggles with a squat, or someone that squat, squat, uh, struggles with a type of deadlift variation, you just suck at hinging or something. I don't think that you should completely just dismiss the exercise as a bad exercise and avoid it and just do um, isolation movements for that area alone. I think that there is value in picking one or two or three exercises throughout the week that you are not really fluent at in, in because of the way your mobility is set up, the way you've been, you know, standing and sitting your whole life, maybe makes the exercise a little bit harder. Normally, when you can execute any of these movements well, you will build muscle as a result. It's just, it's, it's almost like a, just a little bit of an effect. You're getting so much neural stuff happening in your brain. You're getting your CNS to fire a certain way. Then as a, if you're eating and doing all the other things, your body's just building muscle to, to support this new balance and skill. So I think that you need to set us time and, and pick one or two exercises. Don't pick all of them that you suck at and then be like, Oh, I'm just, I hate the gym. Cause everything's so fucking hard. Like pick a few things. <laughs> even just for a workout, right? Pick one exercise that requires you a lot of skill to, to learn. And there's regressions, but the ultimate goal is to be able to say, you know what? I can barbell squat. 
maybe I don't do it anymore that often because I am a complete full blown bodybuilder and I'm, I'm sticking, I'll do some squat variations, but I'm doing more leg press, whatever the case may be. But if you're the average person, being able to barbell squat will lend itself so much uh, better uh, in your life. <laughs> I even have a shirt that I'm going to show you guys. They took a, an x-ray of my body and that's what came out. Um, that's how I look. <laughs> so it's, you know, being able to squat is a, is a fundamental movement that I think is good. And this goes over deadlifts and barbell and stuff. They have merit. So I think that picking things that you suck at so you can suck less has tremendous value. Yeah. And I mean, that's, uh, I, I don't really have too much else to add, but I mean, we're talking about like core components of exercise. There's really only six movements that we really realistically do. If we're just talking about compound movements, there's only yeah. so many things you can do. Knee flexion, hip flexion, shoulder extension. I mean, there's only so much. And then these barbell movements are the most basic and widely accepted and available forms of those movements. Um, I think I, I, to put to that point, just to put in a I know where you're going with this, Mike, it's just, you know, it comes down to these fundamental movements that we've talked about, even with other coaches, you know, you have push exercises, you're going to do some type of pull exercise, you're going to do some type of uh, squat, like knee flexion exercise, you're going to do some type of hinge exercise, and then core falls into this place. And this can be stabilization, this can be flexion, extension or rotation within that yeah. component of core and other exercises. But those are the fundamental movements that I, I'm very biased, you got to do them in some form of variation of them. And maybe you'll never be able to do a particular exercise perfect. It's not the point. I'm still years into this and I still find ways to tweak my form and maybe some things start to kind of fall off a little bit. There's tremendous value. And there's a, a learning component, which is giving you so much more than just the aesthetic piece. There's skills. Look at working out as simply not just burning calories. Look at it from a skill component and you'll have a different association with these exercises. Yeah. Well said. And, um, so the next is the last point to this, cause this is going to be more of the brief section of it is, so we under, we already kind of established that, you know, complete dismissing exercise because they're hard and challenging, get someone to help you get someone to teach you or look up content from people that teach you how to overcome. Because a lot of times guys, you're more than capable of doing so. It's just that obviously you have limiting components, such as your ankles, your, your hips, your certain tight muscles in your back, uh, shoulders, et cetera, like stuff. That's just not functioning well because of the life we sit that we live now it's kind of teaching us to do all the stuff in a specific direction for long periods of time so your brain like anything learns the patterns and you just kind of just wants to navigate the most simple way it can it doesn't want to work hard so you have to kind of break it out of its comfort zone so the last point is just pick an exercise that you can challenge your muscles more intensely but safely now yep. we already covered that some of these exercises like deadlift squat bench, those might be exercises that you don't necessarily, you can't based on other components, balance, stability, you know, mobility issues, lack of mobility, whatever. You're not going to be able to maybe push yourself as hard, right? You're not going to be able to go to that, you know, 90% effort, 99% effort, because there's a, there's a high chance that you may hurt yourself. And this is what a lot of people fall into and why they have a bad association with X exercise. Now pick an exercise after you do a skill component thing, pick an exercise that are going to be much better suited for your current structure or position that allows you to really challenge your muscles and really break a sweat from, from how much intensity you can put into it safely. I think this has a lot of value because it's going to keep you motivated in the gym. It's going to make, it's going to allow you to really see some progress because there's nothing worse than feeling like, damn, I didn't do anything like 
everything sucked. But there's moments that are going to be like that. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong. But I know a lot of you listening need that constant kind of that little bit of that endorphin rush of like, I accomplished something and I feel like, damn, I got a little sweat going. This is a way that I would do this um, for someone or advise someone. It's just after you do, say, a squat. You're coming, covering the squat a lot. You do a squat, you've been practicing with the barbell, you're kind of working on your shoulders, your hips, your back, whatever. Everything's kind of doing good. The weight's not that heavy because we want to make sure that we're able to execute it. But then you go and hit like, you know, a set of uh, uh, lunges or you hit a set of, you know, leg press or you hit a set of leg extensions. And something that's like, you know, much safer, even a lunge would be kind of be a little bit technical, but like leg press or leg extension or leg curl any type of like stable, stable machine or hack squat bar, hack squat machine, you, you're kind of in a fixed position. You're able to exert the muscle after you've done a heavy skill component. And you can kind of just focus on feeling the muscles, getting that sweat break, you know, getting that lactic, um, lactic acid buildup in your muscles where that you get that burning sensation. And you can walk out of that leg day feeling fantastic. I mean, it's just uh, a way that I feel will keep you more motivated throughout this process. Uh, as your continues to get better. Yeah. And you could use this as a uh, portal to better movement as well. If you're selecting better exercises and challenging your movement patterns in more um, proprioceptive ways, I guess I would say, instead of doing a leg press and just kind of hopping on and pushing, you can practice your squat, work on depth. That'll help with your flexibility, mobility, range of motion, your joints will probably feel better, maybe not necessarily while you're doing it, depending on the issue that you're working through. But over time, challenging yourself through that motion will give you better motion throughout your day-to-day life, especially if you're you know, going from a barbell squat and then you're at your house and you're bending down to pick something up off the ground. You're moving a lot better. You're moving a lot easier. Um, the deadlift comes to mind on this. Most people don't like deadlifts because they have tight hamstrings and it hurts their back because they're picking it up with their back because their hamstrings won't let go of their hips. You can use that as a portal. Boom. Loosen up your hamstrings. Now you have a brand new exercise, a whole new movement pattern that you can practice and can improve because you figured out that you have tight hamstrings because you can't deadlift right. Um, that would be something that I just helped somebody with. I made the joke that he has new hamstrings that are now releasing his hips. And that would be a benefit of working with a coach that knows what they're doing. They'd be able to help you out and all of a sudden your, your lower back doesn't hurt anymore because this problem you weren't even aware of. Go ahead. I, I laugh because I think of the, I was just watching the last matrix, but it makes me think of the original. It's like, why do my hamstrings hurt? Cause you never used them before. And you never used them before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, when you teach a client, you get these, and this is the thing, like with these exercises, man, you pick, uh, you know, after you do the hard work and you prepared the mobility, you've done correctional stuff to help this person. You're not a PT. If you're a your personal trainer, your coach, you're working with a coach. He's not a physical therapist, but there are components that are going to help you. And like, I hate when people bash, um, you know, coaches that take the extra step to kind of inform because dude, I've had tremendous success with clients when I take in the time to break something down and it maybe it feels like a setback. They come back tenfold, like much better, much stronger, much more stable. And clients that never thought in a million years, they would able to do a barbell squat can do one. And there's something empowering about the movement itself. It's like, it's a, it's an intimidating thing to see barbell movements done. Right. When you look at it, you don't know what the hell you're doing. It's intimidating, but knowing how, knowing that you can, Maybe you don't do them that often, or maybe you don't care to push it to your max. Being able to, the ability to do so is in and of itself powerful. But also there's tremendous value in movements that are much more stable, that you're 
focusing on hypertrophy and you're pushing the muscles, um, you're just challenging the muscles and for them to grow in size, they're going to help you as well. And there's going to be some carryover to these uh, components as well as uh, as you're learning skills to Mike used the word proprioception. All that means is moving your body through space. You're literally able to translate that skill into something much more simple on a skill level and get so much benefit out of that particular movement. I concur. <laughs> you know what I know when you say I concur is kind of like when we were able to wrap up this episode, we did a fantastic job, I think. Uh, yes, I agree. Not to toot my own horn or your horn. I'm actually ill prepared for this outro. So stall so I can find something that's, uh, that's funny for me to say. Um, stall, stall, stall testing one. No, no. I mean, just to kind of, I guess, put this on a nice little bow on it, guys, you gotta, you gotta kind of be, have these honest conversations with yourself and where you're at. So basically we covered at the beginning, just a quick wrap up self-care, give yourself enough time just give yourself time in general, even if it's five or 10 minutes a day to do something for yourself until you can then develop more time. And I'll give another, just to kind of something that came to mind is that we've, we've covered this on the importance of just planning and just writing things down and kind of putting stuff into your schedule. A lot of people may feel like this is going to be taking away or, you know, taking away time from yourself, but actually having more structure and organization within your day to day within all the chaos, actually you are able to open so much more available time for you to do things that you want to do. And if you're someone that needs rest, you can schedule more rest within there. You'll be surprised when you literally break it down and really put everything in, you'll be able to kind of create that for yourself. And then we obviously covered hygiene, proper nutrition and sleep and looking at exercises as a tool to improve your current lifestyle right now to just make you more resilient and tough and more of a badass to handle what life is going to throw at you, right? Picking your, picking your heart. And then exercise selection, obviously the benefits of big compound movements, there's a skill component, learning, body awareness, et cetera. And then the exercise that are actually going to challenge you, make you feel like, once again, like a badass, because you still got something out of it. When you left the gym, you don't feel dismotivated um, because like, ah, oh, shit, I suck at this thing. You came out feeling like I still kicked this workout's ass. I'm still making progress. And you're going to keep continuing that cycle of, of uh, consistency through action that's going to give you that motivation thus creating some results do you know what the longest word in the english language is i think you've told me but i don't remember it's the word smiles because the first and the last letter are a mile apart oh god damn like yeah there is long. actually a long, a long word in the language. And you have told me before, like an actual, I can't even say it. You've actually said something that is like a really long word, but that's actually a really good joke. I give um, Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on that one. I'm actually <laughs> fairly confident that the longest word in the English language is actually a chemical that we make ourselves. And it's super duper long. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. I just know that when you said it, dude, I didn't even attempt to say it myself. I'm like, nope, I don't got it. Well, we may <laughs> never know. Well, good one. Smiles. You're, you're, God damn it. It's so silly, dude. 
<laughs> with that being said listeners i hope you guys enjoyed this episode we had a lot of fun making it obviously share this if you find this informative and maybe someone that you know that could benefit from the next level show podcast um if you're watching this on youtube go ahead and make sure to subscribe to the video before you leave give this video a thumbs up if you haven't already and leave us a, f- a five-star rating and review if you're listening to any other platforms you know typically all i know is that itunes has the five-star rating and review option do that i don't know about the other platforms that well But if you are whatever platform of choice, we appreciate your constant support. With that being said, uh, oh, real quick, real back. Check us out on Instagram at the next level show, my personal page. (laughs) It's at John Alba Fitness. Mr. Gabe is at Prime and Glory. And Mike, he's at Mike Nellis BT. We'll catch you on the next one.